In episode 9.0 of Unshuffled, we choose our next two bands, Something Old and Something Doom. Let's do it. Welcome listeners, welcome back to Unshuffled, welcome to episode 9.0, and the .0 episodes are always among my favourites. Welcome also to my co-host, well, normally we say I haven't seen you for ages, but this time I saw you a couple of days ago. Welcome Scotty D. Two days, hello, hello, hello. Yeah, no, this is exciting. We're, I love these episodes. I love these episodes where we come back and this is where we just, we throw potential next bands out at each other we do a little bit of research and uh everybody gets to hear it in real time the 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 excitement and the fascination as we pick our next band or two yeah now we're hoping there's some value in these i think there is i mean it's fun for us for starters and you know that really is what the main point of this podcast what we're trying to do here at unshuffled is bring back some intentionality into our listening so actually think about what what you're going to listen to it's really hard these days i find if you don't do that you just get overwhelmed by choice and this podcast is our little attempt to try and bring back some some structure and some intentionality into our listening and hopefully encourage others to do the same so our intention with recording these is to just show or demonstrate to our listeners the sort of thought that we put into which band we're going to listen to next and hopefully, uh, listeners, that you know, as you're following along with us through these bands, that um, you know, you will sort of agree with our choices, and you can see why we've chosen the next band, and that encourages you to to come with us on that on that journey from their first album to their last. We're doing today a little bit differently than we've done our previous Point Zero episodes. We've decided to theme this one up. Now we are going to be choosing two bands today, but. Um, you know, one of those bands is going to be an older band because that's the sort of band that we thought, you know, maybe we were going to be doing when we started, but we've kind of gotten away from that. We've mainly done contemporary bands so far, bands that are still active at least. So we're going to pick an older one today. The other genre we've been always been speaking about but we've never chosen is Doom. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, so we're going to be choosing an old band and a Doom band. Scott, do you want to just quickly run through the way we're going to do it, and then maybe you can lead us off with our first old band? Sure. Um, so essentially, one of us is going to say the band, and while the one of us is sort of talking about the band, maybe briefly, the idea here is is that we don't we don't know the band. I mean, the band is somebody that we don't know, but are curious to know more about. Um, mm-hmm. And then the other person will do the research and kind of sort of read back what what we find and and we'll chalk that one up and and then the other person will get a chance and then finally once we've all gone through so today we've decided we're doing three bands each that'll be six bands for the old something old and then six bands for the something doom um we'll we'll just kind of look back at our notes and see if we had any sort of crossover and 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 land on our our winner our grand winner for the next listening pleasure yeah all right good Hopefully, hopefully it's not too hard to work out, listeners. You'll uh, you'll soon work it out if you if you haven't already. Uh, so, with that in mind, let's 
get into it. Scott, lead us away. We're going to start with something old. All right. So I figured out the reason I will say in doing this, why I think we veered away from something old is the fact that all of the old bands that I'm wanting to look into, they have these massive catalogs that we just don't have the time to explore. So I had to, I had to really kind of peel it back and find the something old that was um, not going to take us a year and a half to get through. So I'm going to start with my first something old. It is Sir Lord Baltimore. Oh, Sir Lord. Do you want? Do you want to know what I know about them, or do you want to be? Yeah, tell me. All right. No, no. This is all I know. They're considered. They're considered one of the the godfathers of stoner rock. Uh, Their first album, I believe, or the band came together in 1968. They're from Brooklyn, New York. And I believe they have a manageable catalog. Okay, well, let's check it out. Uh, So Brooklyn, we've already... uh, Oh, no, have we we done a Brooklyn band? No, we haven't. I think Gojira's relocated to Brooklyn, but we haven't done it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So just looking at Wikipedia, yes, you're right about the 1968. Formed by lead vocalist and drummer John Garner, guitarist Louis Dambra and bassist... Gary Justin, some have cited the 1971 review of their debut record, Kingdom Come, in Cream magazine, C-R-E-E-M, as containing the first documented, documented use of the term heavy metal to refer to a style of music. They had a drumming lead singer, which is traditionally a rarity in rock and, rock and metal music. And yeah, the first band to be categorized as heavy metal... Uh, they also called the Godfathers of Stoner Rock, as you said. So yeah, it's like this is old. This is nine, formed in nineteen sixty-eight, and their first album, Kingdom Come, is nineteen seventy. And then there's a second album, Sir Lord Baltimore, in nineteen seventy-one, and that seems to be it. There is a third album called Sir Lord, Sir Lord Baltimore 3 Raw, released in 2006. I don't know what that one's about. Well, if we choose them, we'll find out. Yeah, so we'd have to work out if that's actually a legitimate studio album, because, I mean, 2006, what, what is that? Does it mention it somewhere? in the? Let me see if it mentions it in there. Oh, yeah, so there, this is part of the reunion. 30 years after they broke up, Garner and Danbra reunited to record and self-distribute a new Sir Lord Baltimore album called Sir Lord Baltimore 3 Raw. So it's it was only available was only available via mail order. Although the album's music was originally written for the aborted 1976 release, the lyrics were modified to present more overt Christian viewpoint. So they found God at some point. Um, I don't know why they broke up originally. Their career faded after that self-titled release. Mercury dropped them shortly thereafter. The band publicly blamed drugs on its initial downfall, with low record sales and non-payment of royalties also being cited. All of that sounds like contemporary reasons for bands breaking up. Yeah, nothing changes much, does it, in... uh, (laughs) in the world you know this was 1971 this was happening and it's you know bands are still going through this sort of stuff today certainly historically very important i'd love to hear 
if they're the godfathers of Stone or Rock, I'd love to hear exactly what that how that sounds from nineteen you know from nineteen seventy nineteen seventy one. So I have heard this band's name, but I've never really looked into them. And two albums plus an optional third would certainly be very manageable. I mean, it's a ridiculous so, name, right? Like nineteen. Oh, listen. I'm I'm not, but there's some really cool band names out there. And I feel like in 1968, you had the pick of the litter, right? <laughs> yes. All the cool band names were not yet taken. And to land on Sir Lord Baltimore's, <laughs> all right. But anyway, I'm curious. I'm very curious. Yeah, I like the fact that there's a Sir and a Lord in, in, the, in the title. That's, uh, that's very formal. Sir Lord. All, all right. right. Your turn. My turn. All right, uh, so my first one in the something old category is Montrose. Now, again, we've got to, you know, if you've heard it, if you know this band well, we sort of stop there because at that point we'll just, that's okay. So Montrose is the band. Uh, I'll tell you what I know about them. This is Sammy Hagar on vocals, who I always really liked in Van Halen. In fact, my favorite Van Halen stuff maybe is the stuff with Hagar on vocals, Again, please um, don't judge me, listeners, but uh, I, I like Hagar's voice. He did a great song on the soundtrack to remember that animated thing, Heavy Metal? Yes. Yeah, so there was a, and that had a really good soundtrack, and uh, there's a great, uh, there's, he sounds fantastic on that. So I, I've always liked his vocals. Um, don't know much else about it. I think it's 70s, I think it's just sort of straight ahead. Hard rock, sort of in the Van Halen mold, but perhaps you can tell us. Yeah, I can. Um, I don't actually, Montrose is, I know, I know of Montrose. I, I'm imagining everybody here listening knows of Montrose for the, all the reasons yeah. that you just mentioned, right? It is. It was where Sammy Hagar came from. But I don't know, I couldn't tell you a Montrose song, to be honest with you. So here we go. Um, they formed in 73, um, named after guitarist Ronnie Montrose, which that's that's a trend for Hagar, I think. Oh, look at this. They worked with Ted Templeman. He was the producer, which is interesting because he was Van Halen's producer. Okay. I wonder if that's the link between... Uh, okay, speculation, we can, we can wait. But, all right, so anyway, their debut, again, Ted Templeman, Montrose, 1973... They oh so Hagar was not with them through the duration. Hagar is going to go ahead and part ways with the group at some point, and they'll bring in a new singer that Bob James, who I don't don't know, and then Bob James left. Uh, let's see what we got here. So the two Danny Carmasi, who was the drum, so the drummer guitar player stayed with him through the duration. They kind of had revolving doors of bass, keyboards, singing, um, five albums, albums. They pretty prolific 73 to 76, putting out an album a year and then, uh, took a 11 year hiatus and came back in 1987 with their, mm. and that was it. Their, the album ended or their career seems to so it's similar to look. So the Baltimore and in that they sort of parted and then, had a reunion album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their, I mean, their albums did, like at least the two of the albums, 
Paper Money and Warner Brothers Presents, which is probably a greatest hits. That probably doesn't even count, right? No, it's not. Looks like it's a legit album. Uh, Paper Money and Warner Brothers Presents cracked top 100 of the yeah. albums that year. Um, Does it say anything first... about their style? Just straight ahead rock? Yeah. It just, that's all I'm getting here is that they're just sort of hard rock. Does it mention any big songs? Because I couldn't think of a song. No, me neither. Um, it talks about their albums, their second album, Paper Money. A uh, lot about the albums. I'm not seeing anything in here. I mean, I could open up one of no, these links right. and no, find no. a song. Let's figure out. Hold up. The first album has gone platinum. Let's. There's got to be a reason why. Bad Motor Scooter. Yeah, I don't know it. it Bad Motor by, Finger, I know. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We've got Bad Motor Scooter. Good Rockin' Tonight and Rock Candy. <laughs> like, okay, here's the thing. I am in no way going to disparage Sammy Hagar. I think he's an amazing performer. Uh, I do like his voice. I think he's a savvy businessman. His um, book is an interesting read. Some There's of his a butt lyrics. Here's the butt. Some of his lyrics, I think, are potentially some of the most cringeworthy lyrics that, that I've heard. Right. Yeah. And and I I'm seeing some of that potentially here in some of the titles. But okay. I am intrigued and I do feel like my music education does need to be rounded out with some mantras. Okay, good. All right, well, let's uh let's come back to them. What do you got next? Next is uh, you know, I'm realizing now that I might have I might have broken the rules a little bit. I might have added an extra decade to what we're doing here. Um, but but the, the last two bands do definitely, I think, span the, the, the 70s and 80s. But the Sonics. The Sonics. They are, again, I guess I was like looking for influences. I was trying to, I was really struggling to find bands that had, as I said, manageable catalogs. Yeah. Um, the Sonics. The Sonics are sort of, uh, you hear about them as precursors to the Seattle sound. They were a garage rock band from the 60s out of Tacoma, Washington. Okay. Seattle Sonics. I don't know uh, if the basketball team, I don't know if the name was an homage to them or not. <laughs> uh, all right. Let me read you the Wikipedia that... Um, they're an American garage rock band from Tacoma, Washington, which I assume is near Seattle somewhere. Washington's not mm. that big, right? Well, the airport's called SeaTac, Seattle-Tacoma. Okay, there you go. Um, their aggressive, hard-edged sound has been a major influence on punk and garage music worldwide. They've been named inspirations to the White Stripes, LCD Sound System, and other musical artists. They performed... Several early rock standards, such as Louie Louie and Skinny Mini, as well as original compositions like Strychnine, Psycho, and The Witch. Their catalogue is generally based around simple chord progressions, often performed with a speed and tonal aggression that was novel for the time, making the band a notable influence on later punk rock bands such as The Stooges and The Cramps, and I'm guessing The Ramones, with the simple chord progressions and so on. Uh, Kurt Cobain of Nirvana said I have to admit 
when discussing drum sounds. I have to admit the Sonics recorded very, very cheaply on a two track, you know, and they just used one microphone over the drums and they got the amazing, most amazing drum sound I have ever heard. Still to this day, it is my favorite drum sound. It sounds like he's hitting harder than anyone I've ever known. The White Stripes called them the epitome of 60s punk and claimed that they were harder than the Kinks and punk long before punk. Uh, the Hives uh, liked them. They're certainly influential. Uh, what's their discography like? So there's... Oh, they've got a lot more compilations and live albums than anything, but their studio albums are... Here are the Sonics 1965. So I go way back here. Boom, 1966. Introducing the Sonics 1967. And Cinderella with an S. See, that's 1980. This is another one of those these bands with... like Basically, there's three albums, and then there's a 13-year break, and then Cinderella. So I don't know what... It sounds like a reformation. And we, you know, maybe we could just do the pre-reformation for, for any of these bands. I don't particularly. If we chose sort of Baltimore, uh, I don't particularly want to do the male I do, or the Christian one. But. I do. I totally do. Like if we're yeah. going to do it, I want to do it all. I want to do all it right. all. I want to hear okay. it all the way through to the end. Ah, look at me suggesting we bend the rules, and you saying no. You being a stickler. <laughs> so. Anyway, so there's Reformation stuff as well, 1980. And then again, so it sounds like they've reformed twice. Once in 1980 and then again in 2015 for something. Billboard Tastemakers. I don't know. This is the Sonics. Okay. uh, So, yeah, you're picking very um, seminal bands, put it that way. These These are bands that kind of started whole genres that you've chosen. So certainly uh very historic and uh yeah punk and garage we haven't really explored that branch much so this if you know this could potentially pave the way for something else later on too and then we could be all music savvy and say yeah and compare them to the sonics whenever we we picked up a garage (laughs) band uh so that's good all right uh shall i do my second yes yes please all right so i'm going into the mid to late 80s here and I'm going far more metal, and it's a band we actually mentioned previously. It's and and the biggest thing worrying me about this band is do we pronounce it Celtic Frost or Celtic Frost? So I don't know, but uh, it's not the first time their name has come up on Unshuffled, but it fits the bill here. So let's have a let's hear right. what you can tell us about. So here we go. According to a first off, I, I think I reserve Celtic just for the Boston basketball team. I think in every other aspect they're Celtic. Right. And Wikipedia agrees. Okay. Um Wikipedia's got the pronunciation as Celtic Frost. Okay. A Swiss I didn't know they were Swiss to be honest with you. A Swiss extreme metal band from Zurich. Um strong influence, well here you go as far as Seminole's concerned, an influence in the development of extreme metal and avant-garde metal. I will say this before we go any further. I am not a huge fan of extreme metal now. So that intrigues me because right. maybe maybe I just have not been properly educated. So mm. here we go. Um, you mean like, what do you mean extreme? Like death metal? No, not even like there's sort of just kind of um I guess when I'm thinking of extreme metal, I'm not thinking of death metal. In fact, I'm thinking of the, uh, 
Oh, shoot. Well, there's a band and I'm looking it up right now and it's going to come back to me. When I was doing some of my research, I came across a, a band that I was interested in that was extreme metal. And I was like, I don't know. Like black metal. Not even like more like, like, uh, I'm going to have to get back to you on that. It's more like just like sort of, um, it's, it's definite kind of, uh, kind of like what's in my head is like a high pitched screamy kind of singing yeah. style. Right. No, I think, you know, my limited knowledge of Celtic Frost is they're sort of proto-death or even proto-thrash. Okay. Maybe you can read some more. All right. See that I'm down with. Um, All right. Anyway, May of 84, Hellhammer dissolved, two of the members, Tom Warrior and Martin Ein went on to form Celtic Frost. Debut album came out in November of 84, and then again in 85, and then again in 87. Um, And then they finally disbanded in 2008 with Tom Warrior leaving the band. Yeah, you're right. The early sound was classified as thrash metal and black metal. Uh, The last albums were more akin to doom and gothic. See, I would describe none of that as extreme metal. Mm. Even the bands that they're sort of Black Sabbath, Judas Priest, Venom, um, but influenced Bauhaus, Susie and the Banshees, and Joy Division. Well, huh? Uh, that's interesting. Um, Tom and Tom Warrior and Steve Warrior. Tom Warrior was on vocals. Steve Warrior on bass. Steve um, is not a name that goes with the surname Warrior, is it? Steve <laughs> Warrior. <laughs> Um, 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 stylistic changes they had a first breakup i believe in 93 and then got back together again uh see i think they even did a kind of hair metal album at one point oh did they i I think um, that's them they lost one of the original members age 50 from a heart attack Style and influence has changed over the years. Started early as thrash metal, death metal, been described as avant-garde metal. Uh, they used classical and electronica in some of their music. Um, 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 um. Their later work is doom metal. I think I read all this already. This is just repeating what we had already read. Uh, their legacy. I mean, Jesus, it's... Huge Wikipedia entry. Here we go. Uh, they have first lineup. Lots of former members. Kind of just people in and out. Um, studio albums. They've got one, two, three, four, five, six studio albums. Uh, uh, a couple of EPs. It's a bit of a slog. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's manageable, though. I mean, mm. what's our... what? Yeah, I... I think it's manageable. Six. Hmm. I don't know. We want to go much more than six. No. Uh, but Celtic Frost. But yeah, no, you're right. I mean, here, here again, you're mentioned. You're naming a band that I know. I mean, I don't know musically, but I know the name. Yep. Um, and just haven't, and probably should know yeah. more about them if i'm yeah well i mean that whole european them. i mean metal kind of it's a european phenomenon initially and then you had smart 
you know, worldly dudes in San Francisco that caught onto it and started like Lars, Lars Ulrich and sort of recreating it in an, with an American and bring some American production values and, and, you know, I mean, to me, these guys kind of led the way for heavy metal. Yeah. As we know it. Anyway, another certainly very historic band. Who you got next? All right. Um, oh, my, so the final band that I picked is called The Blasters. Mm. Sounds garagey again. I don't know. Let's have a look. I they are so I listen to uh, I do listen to um, a podcast guy yeah. comedian Mark Marin. Um, he, yeah. he he makes me laugh. But anyway, Mark Marin's he, he's into music. And oftentimes when other musicians will come on, they get into these conversations about this band, The Blasters. Uh, I don't know much about them, to be honest with you. Um, so you'll, uh, you'll me, fill that in. But I'm intrigued. Let me talk to them. So uh, 1979, they formed from California. My brothers Phil Elvin and Dave Elvin. With bass guitarist John Baz. And drummer Bill Bateman. Uh, their self-described American music is a blend of rockabilly, early rock and roll, punk rock, mountain music, and rhythm and blues and country. So, I think Dave music? Alvin, I don't know, but I think Dave Alvin maybe has a reputable solo career. I don't know if that's going to come up in your, I, like that name sounds super familiar to me. Uh, okay, let me just quickly jump over to him. Uh, yeah, he's a solo artist since the late 80s, involved in various side projects and collaborations. Um, he's got a country hat on it. I'll, <laughs> if that means anything in his in his photo, <laughs> might be your moment. Uh, so yeah, uh, this is sort of rockabilly. Past members include names like Smokey Hormel and Hollywood Fats. Uh, so some cool names. Smokey Hormel. He's <laughs> he's got a cool name. <laughs> Uh, they broke up like many like many other pairs of rock and roll siblings the Elvins got into fights with each other they had a tumultuous relationship which came to a head during a gig in Montreal uh, where Gene Taylor quit and offered his services to the opening act the fabulous Thunderbirds Dave Elvin also quit joining X for a brief stint yeah, Smokey Hormel went on to play with like Beck, Tom Waits, ah, okay. uh, Nora Jones, Johnny Cash. Right, right, right. <laughs> anyway, so look, uh, discography is. Uh, firstly, they've been used a lot. So uh, their song Dark Night was featured in an episode of Miami Vice and later used over the opening sequence of the Tarantino. Film From Dusk Till Dawn. Marie Marie was used in a Ridley Scott film, Someone to Watch Over Me. So Long Baby Goodbye was used in Bull Durham and a bunch of TV shows and a PlayStation game, Gran Turismo 4. There's a cover of a Little Willie John song that is used in Jackass 3D. Notice the pronunciation there, Jack Ass. Hmm. 
so yeah, they've been used a lot in different things. Uh, studio albums is American Music 1980, The Blasters 1981, Nonfiction 1983, and Hardline 1985. Once again, there is then a 2005 album, 4-11-44, and a 2012 album, Fun on Saturday Night. So there's some reunion stuff. So what is that in total? Mm. How many? Five? If you include... So there's four, nine, four from 1980 to 85, and then two reunion albums. Oh, so six. Mm. Six. Okay. Yep. Rockabilly, Roots, Rock, Cowpunk is another term in the list of genres. Cowpunk. I do, I do, I do. Mountain I do music. Like, I don't know mountain music, but I do enjoy, um, I do enjoy cowpunk cow and rockabilly. <laughs> I'm just looking up mountain music. It's a, uh, it links to something called old time music. Huh. So, uh, it's just folky, it's like a, a which, play on like a variation of bluegrass, maybe. Uh, it's developed along with various North American folk dances such as square dancing, clogging, and buck dancing. Played on acoustic yeah, right. instruments, generally centering on a gen, generally centering on a combination of the fiddle and plucked string instruments. Most often, the banjo, which you're a fan of, guitar, and mandolin. Okay, so a precursor to country music. Okay. Yeah. Any jug band in there, or uh, what's that called? The jug. jug. The jug. Uh, I don't know. And there's no mention of jug. I just made my jug, kids jug, watch. Jug, jug. I made my kids watch Emmett Otter's I jug like band jug Christmas. What's it called? Emmett Otter. Emmett Otter's jug band Christmas. I wonder if Emmett Otter was my music. Doesn't matter. Gotten mm. off track. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not. The only F- jug I Emmett like Otter. is. Uh, the only jug I like is jug 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 jug. <laughs> Uh, all right, my turn. Yes. My last band band is called The Runaways. Oh yeah, of course. Jesus, why was this band not on my list? Now, what I know about them? Well, Joan Jett was in them, and they're an all female band. Yeah, and just sort of rock. And uh, Lita Ford, too. Lita Ford, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <coughs> yeah, okay, so here we go. Runaways were formed in August of 75 by drummer Sandy West and guitarist Joan Jett after they had separately introduced themselves to producer Kim Fowley. Uh, starting as a power trio with singer-bassist Mickey Steele, they soon added Lita, lead, Lita, lead guitarist Lita Ford. And Joan Jett switched over to rhythm. Um, Steele, Mickey Steele, soon left the group, was replaced by Peggy Foster. She left, and then Sherry Curie was recorded in a nightclub called The Sugar Shack, followed by Jackie Fox on bass. So sounds like they had a pretty, before they even got started, had a verse lineup. Um, 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 they... Signed to Mercury Records, 76. They toured in support of bands such as Cheap Trick, Van Halen, Talking Heads, Tom Petty, and the Run- Heartbreakers. Um, there's a documentary, Edge Play, a film about the Runaways. See, that'll be good. They... 
they lost their, Kim Fowley. They split with him in 77. People started kind of between 77 and 79, started sort of peeling off. Um, in 2010, there was potential for a reunion. I don't know that it happened. Uh, yeah, there's a whole lot of where everybody went after where are they now sort of thing. How many um, albums? I'm getting I'm, I'm getting there. Here we go. Uh one, two, three, four. Four albums. Manageable. Manageable. 70, 76 to 78. Yep. Nice. That was a good one. I like that one. Mm. I was tossing up between them and girls school. Um but I think the runaways was better in terms of albums i think girl yeah. school a bit girl school was sort of playing with motorhead in that in that scene right right so a bit heavier I, I suppose yeah, anyway the runaways was my pick all not right. a bad pick huh not a bad pick at all i like you saved the best one for last mm. who's your have you done three now yeah okay well, we need to pick. Let's pick a something. Do you want to pick the something old now, and then we'll get into the doom after we've chosen one. Sure. So, I didn't even write yours down. I did. Don't worry, I got it on the list. All right. So yours Let's were look at show notes. Mine were Sir Lord Baltimore, the oh, Sonics, yeah. and the Blasters. Just typing them. So because my pen's run out of ink. Sir Lord Baltimore, yeah. the Sonics, and the Blasters. But I have them on the show notes, if you go to the show notes. Oh, okay. Well, that's all right. Uh, all right, I got them. Uh, so of those three of yours, so we've got a sort of stoner rock, proto-stoner. Uh-huh. Proto-garage punk. And and a sort of rockabilly mountain, sort of uh, mountain music. Uh, blasters. I think um... the one I'm most intrigued by out of that is the blasters, but I'm but the six albums is kind of off-putting. Yeah, look, the genre doesn't quite match with my interest as much as perhaps it does with yours as a banjo plucker and a. Um, so, the, of those three, I think Sir Lord Baltimore perhaps is the most interesting interesting to okay. me with the it's only two albums Agreed. which is it's very manageable three we it's three. Oh yeah it's three that's right we've got to do the mail order <laughs> christian one <laughs> 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 rules <laughs> and um, um yeah. but yeah definitely would love to hear what's considered proto stoner and, and um just how rocky they get it would be very interesting agreed how to Brooklyn. So, yeah. Any of my picks interest you in particular? Oh, Runaways, hands down. Like, that's that's the one I want to do. Well, should we just pick that one then? Yeah, let's pick that one. I I don't know if we're supposed to build up to some sort of, like, drama or anything, but I... I, Da-da-da-da-da! The minute you said The Runaways, I was like, yes, let's do that one. All right, let's do The Runaways. Awesome. All right. Cool. That was easy. Yeah, super easy. 
All right. All right. All right. You're just in a hurry to do this, aren't you? You've got to go and put No, 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 no. I, the, <laughs> I, I do have to put the kids in But no, legitimately, the Runaways. But like the minute you said that, I'm like, oh, there it is. That's the one. That's the one. Okay. Oh, perfect. Well, that's uh, that's good. All right. Well, uh, let's get into something do. So that's our something old. We're going uh-huh. gonna to do the Runaways. That might be our next band, I reckon. Um, yeah. and then we've been me- we've been meaning to do a doom band. We keep I keep bringing them to the table, and they keep getting just uh, rejected. So um, we're gonna try. I, this was my way of saying no. You can't reject my doom band this time. We're doing a doom <laughs> band. Uh, I might lead us away with a band. I've got one that I've suggested before, one that you've suggested before, and one that neither of us have suggested before. So I'll lead off with the one that I've suggested before, which is Paul Bearer. Um, James Hetfield likes this band. He likes Ghost too, and we like them. And I like James Hetfield. Um, recent? I've, I've never, yeah, yeah, I've never outright, I think that they've just not made the cut. Like Paul Bearer uh, is one that I think anytime you've said it, I've, I've, I'm as I'm reading it now, it's like, oh yeah, of course, I remember this. Uh, formed in 2008, they're from Little Rock, so they're Doom, and even got a bit of a southern, southern vibe going on. Yeah. Um, let's get down to what do we got here? Band members, uh, got the little Spinal Tap thing going on with the drums. Right. They seem to have. Fair enough. Well, they seem to almost have as many drummers as they do albums. Um, four albums, totally manageable. First one, 2012. Most recent one, 2020. Uh, what are they doing now? Their Still album, around, their 2020 album was considered perhaps the best new metal album of 2020. All right, four albums, manageable. Totally. Yeah. All right. Great. Who's your first one? Um, my first one is... Uh, I had four, and I know my last two I want to keep, so I'm, I'm torn between these first two. I'm going to go with... Just bring all four. Um, you just go with all four. It's all right. Well, we'll get, so... We'll get through I'll, them quickly. I'll, Okay, uh, Acid Bath. Acid Bath. Ah. So are they considered Doom? Uh, I thought so. Sludge. So let me look them up. Because I bought a second hand. No, that was Acid King. Sorry. I'm mixing them up. Mixing up my acid. Never a good thing to do. Acid (laughs) Bath was an American sludge metal band. Was, so past tense, from Huma. Louisiana, active from 1991 to 1997, combined doom metal roots with influences from hardcore punk, death metal, gothic rock, and blues to create a unique sound. They broke up after their bassist died, tragically, in a traffic accident in 1997. Okay. Acid bath. So sludge... With death growls, melancholic goth grunge style vocals, and acoustic guitar passages, as well as the use of sampling and spoken word poetry. 
interesting mix. Yeah. Um, frequently poetic lyrics, which sounds good, including some Louisiana-based regional culture. Continuous references to animism, as well as paganism, nihilism, and misanthropy. He claimed to get these inspirations from comic books. Who doesn't love nihilistic comic books? Mm. Um, two studio albums, which is also very manageable. When the Kite String Pops and Pagan Terrorism Tactics, 1994 and 1996. whole bunch of demos, but we don't have to do those. Um, so, yeah, short-lived. Niche, interesting mix of influences, and I like the fact that they're from the '90s and that you know, so they're old. Um, so that sounds good. I like the sound of them from Louisiana. All right, which is where's Louisiana on a map? That's south too, right? Somewhere. It is south. Yeah, in fact, further south than that's New New Orleans is in Louisiana. Is that right? No. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's swampy. Swampy. Okay, so we've, got, we've both got Southern American Doom bands as our first choice. My second choice is one that you've picked before, Temple of Void. Do you remember them? I do. You haven't picked them this time? Did not. Um, why am I not finding anything on them? Temple of Void, right? Yep. They're probably, don't, probably not big enough for a Wikipedia page. No, I don't they know. don't seem to be. Let me... Let me change search engines here. All right. We're getting the midday church bells here in Bologna. Temple of Void. This is very doomy. (laughs) Uh, Okay, I'm going to go to Encyclopedia Metallum, the Metal Archives, Temple of Void. Not giving me much to work with here. Um, from Detroit, Michigan, death, doom, horror, dark fantasy, um, 2013 to the present. They have listed all of their compilations, but mm, I don't know how many albums they actually have. It's not terribly helpful. Let me try some Googling in Temple. Here we go. Their albums. View all. They have, it looks like, five albums. Most recent one in 2020. No, most recent one in 2022. I have seen them on a few lists, actually, this year, which I think is what reminded me of them. Yeah. Well, so now there's one. Okay, so they have two releases in 2020. One was called The World That Was, and then another one that doesn't have an album cover. It's called Four Doors to Death, Volume 2. I wonder mm-hmm. if that's a compilation. So they might only have four albums. Mm-hmm. Look like they have fascinating covers. Like yeah, I love their art, cover like artwork. Fun album covers. Yeah, fun's probably not the right word. Epic, epic looking covers. Epic is what I meant. The cover of the world that was is just superb. Yeah. Um, but even I summoning, I like summoning the Slayer. Yeah, that's good too. That's that sort of Dan Seagrave style with the dark, with the little, uh-huh. um, hi, you know, colorful highlights down the bottom there. That's brilliant. What a great cover. Yeah, I like that one. All right, Temple of Void. 
Yeah, so um, Death Doom was what appealed to me there. Um, I like, I like, um, like the end, like when Entombed get doomy, like at the end of the Left Hand Path, the, the title track on their first album. I just love that sound of, of heavy, heavy guitar. You know, like, oh wait, hold up! Temple of Void has a section in Stoner Rock Wiki. Right. Um, give me a little bit more here. They are a style of death doom that intersperses early British doom with old school American ads just started popping up, so I lost it. Oh, here we go. Old school American death metal from methodical yet crushing and uncompromising sound. Crushing, I love that. You know, <laughs> they released two critically acclaimed albums: 2017's "Lords of Death" and 2020's "The World That Was." This must have been before their most recent. But yeah, this one's saying, "Yep, four albums." All right, yeah, okay. nice. And I think they're on relapse now, which is always a good sign. They are on relapse. Yeah. All right, you ready for my next one? And you get some cool artwork if you buy the. By the vinyl. Yeah, it's true. All right, this next one, I'm I'm intrigued by this band. I'm really, really curious. Yeah. All right, you ready? Called yeah. Oceans Oceans of Slumber. Okay. Am I going to find a Wikipedia on it? Uh, I think Sounds so. like my uh, Christmas holidays so far. <laughs> um, oh yeah, we got a we got a Wikipedia. A little one. They're from Houston, Texas. Uh, Self-released debut album, Aetherial, was released in February 2013. Uh, quite a lot of lineup changes for such a recent band. Uh, studio albums 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, including one in 2022 called Starlight and Ash. Uh, there's nothing in this... Wikipedia page. It's got genres: gothic metal, progressive metal, doom metal, and melodic death metal. There's nothing to describe their sound beyond that, though. Let me see if I can find them somewhere else. Progressive is is a word that comes up with them. What what uh, caught your attention with them? They, um. They came up on the list. They came up on several lists as I was kind of just going through sort of contemporary doom metal bands, um, and they, the shift in lead singer from the first album to the second album looks particularly interesting. They have uh, it seems like like maybe the first album was just kind of a straightforward sort of metal band, and then the second album they took on a uh, a female lead singer. Okay. And I think I, she might have ended up marrying the drummer or something. I think she's took his last name. I don't know. I don't want to. We don't. I haven't gone down well, that Cammie, road yet. Cammy Gilbert is it? Yeah. Okay. Um, and so I guess I was just intrigued by that. That yeah. it sounds like there was a definite shift in the band's sound from the first to the second album. Okay. And so that has me curious. Okay. Um, right. So Acid Bath was your first one, wasn't it? Acid Bath. Hmm. Okay. Shall I 
That sounds good. Shall I go? It's just hard. Would that? I don't know what. It's hard to pin down what they're going to sound like. I can't find anything off just to say they sound like that bad. Right. Sound, uh, but anyway, that's um, what was it? Five, four, or five albums. I think five. All right, uh, my next one is one that I haven't brought up before. It's been on my list for a while, but I've never brought them up in an episode zero yet. Their name is Windhand. One word. Windhand, American doom metal band from Richmond, Virginia, 2008. Currently signed We're to Relapse. all American so far. Um, yeah, that's right. Oh, I'm actually, my next one will break that. Uh, Their most recent album, Eternal Return, was released in 2018. Uh, There are a four-piece. They've got a female vocalist. Uh, They have had some lineup changes, but nothing like really consistent. No like consistent drummer change. Um, Looks like four albums manageable 2012 the most recent 2018 did you say they're on relapse now they're on relapse their most recent album reached number three on the billboard heat seekers oh that's that's something they were named one of the year's best heavy metal bands by or best heavy metal albums by rolling stone oh again that's the most recent album yeah so it looks like that last album got a lot of love. I don't know what's happened to him since, though. There's no sort of update on where the band is since 2000 and... What did I say? 18. 18. Yeah. All right. Hopefully there's another one in the in the works somewhere. Um, okay, so my last band is called Ava in Fury. Spell it. Ava... A V A. Yep. In fairy. And then like in hell. In fairy. Yep. Exactly. We had a. That was a ghost lyric, wasn't it? It was. Her aspera ad infer. You know, remember that one? Ad inferi. These are Portuguese! Yeah! Ah, there you go. Thank you. I did that for you. Thank you. Wow. What a gift. Um, (laughs) Formed in Portugal by a Norwegian guitarist and songwriter, Rune Eriksson. Rune, uh, a.k.a. Blasphemer from Mayhem. Uh, The debut album, Burdens, was released in 2006. Uh, They had a vocalist, Carmen Shimosh lead vocals on the re-recording of Under Satanai by Moonspell. And they split up in 2013. So four albums from 26 to 2011. Manageable. Gothic metal slash doom metal. Wow. What I don't know is it's just kind of limited here in terms of... The Wikipedia page is just a very brief outline. What else we got? Encyclopedia Metallum. Similar artists. No. I don't know. Typo negative. 
So that sort of gothy end of the doom. And I can see some face paint, I think, in uh, in a band photo. Oh, there you go. From Almada is the town, which have I been to Almada yet? On the peninsula of Setubal. Oh, it's part of Lisbon. But on the south side of the river. Okay. Mm, I think you can see Almada from our apartment window. Humble brag. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's where the big statue, the Cristo Rey. Uh, so that ah, Portugal has its own. It see, Portugal has its own version of Christ the Redeemer. Oh, does um, it? I mean, I'm not yeah, surprised. on the south that. side of the river, just near the bridge. No. Uh, I've never been to Portugal. Yeah, well, you'll have to. Um, I mean, the we, entire when we, the whole Spain. I never went to Portugal. It's beautiful. Uh, when we're driving past that statue, my son was sitting in the back seat and looked out the window and said, Papa, I didn't know Jesus was so tall. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, was wasn't a there, giant. What was, <laughs> MC, what was it? MC 900 foot Jesus, wasn't that? <laughs> That's how he saved that? the world. <laughs> um, anyway. Anyway, they sound good. Goth, uh, thanks for throwing in a Portuguese band. Was there another one you had as well? Oh, yeah, there was. Uh, it was called Earthride. Earthride. Do you, you want me to look at them or you just... Sure. I, I, it was totally arbitrary as to why I... When I asked them. One, unless this one's Portuguese as well. Earthride. No, they're not. American Doom Metal from Maryland. Oh, they're from the from Dave. So this is Dave Sherman, who was in Spirit Caravan, who I think I've listened yeah. to. And uh, they had uh, produced by Corrosion Conformities, Mike Dean, released on Southern Lord, well-known Doom label. Uh, and we've got three albums there: two thousand two, two thousand five, two thousand and ten. So it looks like they're no longer active either. But um, they did tour in two thousand seventeen but it doesn't look like they're active. Although it does say years active, 2000 to present, but they haven't released anything for 12 years now. Uh, their vocal... Oh, Dave Sherman died. Um, their vocalist died in 2022. So I don't... Uh, probably... Yeah, do rest, that, rest in peace, Dave Sherman. I didn't I didn't hear yeah. anything about that. I guess it wasn't a big enough name to, for it to come up in your news feed or whatever, but um, certainly well-known... In that, uh, you know, the, the stoner rock, stoner metal heyday, a spirit caravan, one of the, you know, sort of atomic bitch wax level bands at the time. Um, okay, they sound good too. So I'm happy to consider those now and, and look at all seven of these bands. Earthride. Any of mine stand out? Is which of my three do you would you pref- would you lean to if you had to pick one of my three? I actually, I will say that there are, um, I don't want to, kills me to have you win this episode. No, I don't want to win both. Well, I kind of want you to, because there Why? are two of your, well, because I'm, I'm more intrigued by two of your bands than I am by, like, I'm, I'm intrigued by Acid Bath of mine. Yeah. Um, but I'm also really intrigued by both Paul Bearer and Windhand. Okay. Because, yeah, of yours... 
uh, Acid Bath, I really like that. It, it's it was a big mix of influences, and there was some sampling, and and I like the sound of them. Um, the others, yours are generally more obscure than mine, um, but Earthride. I quite See, like here's what I wonder, and I wonder, and I don't know if we're getting greedy. Mm. But Athid Band, Athid Bath. Let's try it again. <laughs> Acid Bath. You developed a lisp all of a sudden. <laughs> um, they only have two albums. Right. And I, and I wonder, and, and now Paul Bearer has made the list twice. Is so it getting greedy if we walk out of this episode with three bands? No, nah, we can do what we want. Like, could we do The Runaways? Then a quickly get through acid bath, and then Paul Bear. We could. How many albums was Paul Bear again? Four. Four. Uh, yeah, my only concern is back to back acid bath and Paul Bear might start to wear us down. Ah, uh, right. We could go acid bath, runaways, Paul Bear. Yeah. I'm on board with that. Acid bath. Let's. Yeah, acid, acid bath, man. Ooh. Should you do it? Let's do it. All right. Two albums of acid bath. And then nice little, you know, pick me up with the runaways in the middle there. And then back to some crushing. <laughs> just to um, keep us on our toes is yeah, that gonna work i think it'll work i mean that's gonna take us till june at least right yeah it's, there's plenty in that for us it'll get us through most of 2023 by which stage we'll have missed probably three new releases from bands we've already covered and you know it's uh but acid bath all right we're doing it i think so all right, let's do Acid Bath next. Okay. So, and then uh, The Runaways, and then Paul Barrow. Okay, good, because I'm glad you've got at least one of your choices in there. So, um, <laughs> Otherwise, I start to feel like I'm just no, telling you what no, to do. No. Well, in fact, I looked at our last, um, our last one of these, mm. and uh, it seems like... A, Sort of, it it was a little unbalanced, and it was it was in my favor the last one. So, this is just it, all things are sorting themselves out. What was the last one we did? We, we the last one that I, the last one that well, I guess that's not the one I found. Um, the one I found had where my list was. Oh come on, pull it up quickly. Nobody wants to hear me root around on my. Yes, they do, and I'm on not my, editing this out. This is this, on, is, like, this is what the listeners on, choose in tune in for. On my Google machine, as I breathe through my mouth. Um, oh, here we go. So I um the last one that I have, we had uh, that I, I found. I brought up the notes for the pretty reckless and oh, ghost yeah. came ah. out of mine. Oh, they were Ab- yours. Yeah, and Abrams came out of yours. Okay. It's funny hearing those names now, how familiar those bands are. Like, well, so this it, one that I found, Paul Bearer, is on this list as well. Yeah, I think it, I've tried them at least once, maybe yeah, twice yeah, yeah. before. So, yeah. yeah, I just, 
that was one of those bands I'm just going to keep. And not to nothing for nothing, but I had Pretty Reckless Ghost on mine. Then I had Abrams on mine, but you said Abrams, so I had to sub out Abrams and put Tribulation. Okay. So talk about being, you know. All right. <laughs> getting mine and run aw- running away with it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we've got two, two of mine anyway. We've got Paul Bearer and The Runaways and Acid Buff, which will be our next band because it's only two albums and uh, some, some crushing uh, doom Spoken to bring in. word doom. <laughs> to bring in the new year. <laughs> to bring in uh, 2023 on a, on a suitably... Heavy note. That'll be fun. All right. What's their album called? What are we going to chase up? Oh. Before I yeah. let you go, for your right kids. No. Let's do that. Um, go crazy over there. Acid, acid bath. Wow. Come on. It's got to be an easy way to bring that up. For when acid. the kite string pops from 1994. Oh, it's got a scary looking clown on the cover. <laughs> I didn't know about not, that before I agreed uh, to this band. I'm not looking at that cover till I leave this building. Oh. Let me see. When the kite string pops, what a strange name. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. That's uh All right. Well, you huh. picked it. <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh oh my do you know hold up do you know what it is the album oh yes I've just read it let's talk you about just it on the read next it. episode yeah. okay all right oh man all right well okay we still doing it we're still doing it we've picked it yeah we picked it look at those yeah we're still doing it. track titles my god is it too much. <sighs> Dr. Seuss is dead. Oh, no, not Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Anything but him. Oh, he's been cancelled now, anyway. Dr. Seuss? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Huh. Stereotypical um, racist depictions in... Uh, really? Oh, right, yeah. right, 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 yeah. right, right, right. <sighs> this is sludge. This is sludge metal. This is going to be. I'm not going to lie. I'm put off by the fact that the album art is. um, (laughs) I don't want to bring my new year in with that staring me in the face. Yeah, 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 yeah. Runaway is Paul Bearer. Let's do it. I don't feel so bad knowing that the last you've yeah. had a few choices Let, in recent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, Let's skip run away. I'm, right, I'm right, just not. Right. It's probably very good, but I'm now that I've looked at it, like I don't yeah, want to do okay, that. I'm, agreed, agreed, agreed. All right. Let's. I feel much more like listening to the Runaways on New Year's Eve than that. Yep. So, sounds good. <laughs> All right, listener. Let's, that's how it's done. We make a decision, <laughs> and then we change our mind about it straight away. <laughs> but I'm not spending a month with the. Uh, Serial killer John Wayne. John Gacy's Wayne Gacy. Sta- yeah, no. Self portrait no, no. of a of a clown staring back at me from my phone. <laughs> I'm sorry. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Cool. All right. We got the Runaways. Well, what's their first album? You got to go. But what's the Runaways' first album? It's probably going to be like Meet the Runaways or something like that, right? Let me look. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, Runaways, first album. Oh, that's right. They got a long, long entry. Got a long. Yeah, it's called the Runaways. There it is, Runaways. All right. Went gold in Australia. Yeah, this band was huge yeah. in Australia. I'm surprised it hasn't since gone gold anywhere else, though. Hmm. No, it was number 31 in Australia and only got to 194 in the US, and the Aussies loved it. Yeah, they sure did. Next one, too. Mm. Mm -hmm. All right, so our next album is, just to be clear on this, not Acid Bath, but it is (laughs) the self-titled debut album from The Runaways from March 1976, which is a little piece of rock and roll history and something neither of us heard before, so can't wait to, to give it a listen. Bring in the new year with the Runaways. Yeah, we'll do this again in a couple weeks' time. Yeah, all right. We're done here. You can uh, go and put your kids to bed. Thanks, listeners. Thanks for tuning in just hearing how this gets done. And hopefully you uh, haven't heard the Runaways before. But even if you have, just dig your old albums out and uh, relive them as, you know, treat it like one of those uh, YouTube reaction videos where you watch people react to something for the first time. We'll be reacting to the runaways and then working our way through all four of their studio albums over the next few months, which is nice. We're finally doing a seventies band and, uh, uh, Joan Jett, Lita Ford and, uh, and all the rest. So it's going to be fun. Looking forward to the runaways. Been a pleasure, Scott. And, um, yeah, happy new year and uh, best wishes to you and the family over there in Japan. Thank you. And likewise, likewise to Happy New Year to you and your family as well in, well, right now in Italy, soon to be in Portugal. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Matt. And uh, Happy New Year to our listener. Thank you, yeah. listener. Thanks, listener. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks.